and trains, and we're prepared for it with new technique and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. What we were trying to say, you got to walk home. Walk home. Walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wade's Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 49 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. And man, it is going to be a great episode for you this time out. The Silver Fox Kevin Allen is in the building. We will hear from Kalina a little bit later on. I want to give you a uh, preview of what we have coming up. But first and foremost, I want to thank you guys. Thank you so much. This is episode 49. Kev, can you believe it's been 49 episodes and we have the big 50 coming up? What I mean, wow. Time flies when you're really having fun. I remember when you were starting it and, and, and we were trying to figure out one and two. <laughs> now, <laughs> now you're at almost 50. Yeah, we're almost wow. 50 and uh, we're rolling all the way. We're going to take this thing as far as we can. Going to do something special for episode 50. Hadn't figured that one out yet. But I want to uh, throw this out there. If you are um, a musical act, an artist, or you know, no matter what genre, if you want your music on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, get with me. Message me on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade fan page or group page or tweet me at Wade's Word, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D, and we will make arrangements. I don't care what it is. Just make sure it's a radio edit. What we will do is we will play it during our break. Of course, we have a break uh, halfway point of the show. We'll play a snippet of that song then, and then at the end of the show, we'll play a song in its entirety. So if you are an artist and you want to get some exposure from our thousands of listeners of the Devin Wade, the uh, Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, please, please, please reach out to me. I don't care what genre, country, rock, hip-hop, whatever you do, a polka, if you want to be heard, we will definitely give you a little bit of exposure. Polka, polka, yeah. What is polka? Well, uh, we need a polka uh, artist to send some polka. Give me music. a note. It's like Zydeco for white people. <laughs> they play, they play the accordion. Okay, okay, okay. I, okay. I don't know how other any other way to explain it. Okay, so it's a it's a like a. Uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota kind of thing up in that region. Okay. Like we have so Zydeco. So overalls and do your thing well, like I don't that know. I what? don't know. They do some sort of, I don't know. I, I would be really going out of my league to discuss the wardrobe of poker players. But, yeah, it, like Zydeco, a lot of folks around the country don't know what Zydeco is. Can I Can I send in my? Yeah, my if you, you have music you want to expose you on the sports to know, You want to hear uh, yeah, let's see it. No, that's right. I don't want to spoil them yet. Oh, okay, we don't want to spoil them yet. Not okay. just yet. Then, <laughs> them them away. Yeah, then they're, they're about to send it in. They'll be like, oh, well, we won't win. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not a competition. It's, it's a chance to, to get exposure. So uh, we want to do that because we're fledgling. We're on the way up. We want to take some artists with us. So, so if you guys have some music you want to be heard, reach out to me and we'll make that happen. If I didn't care. That's right. The ink spots. <laughs> <laughs> that's... That's 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 Kev's era right there, his doo wop group. Oh yeah, with the process. You know what I mean? come on, man, not the process. Kev, Kev, that was you, back in the day. Yeah, did you have a hot? Can comb? you imagine? Did you have a monogram hey, hot man, comb? Look at this. How many people will remember? And I remember my brothers used to do this. My older brother, especially, 
they had that pressing cone. Yeah, that's and the he, hot cone yeah. you put on the stove, and he right? put it on the stove, and he put it. I'm like, burn man, don't burn your brains, man. I mean, look, I used to go next door to my neighbors, and on Saturdays, they would have Soul Train on, yeah. and all the girls would be in the kitchen with a, with a big old tub of, of, of like, grease, Blue Magic, or... Uh, Afro Sheen. Ultra Sheen. Uh, Ultra Sheen, yeah. And they'd had that hot comb on that stove, and all you hear was that frying hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, those were the days. I would go next door and, and smell burning hair and watch Soul Train. So you was, you was in that era? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You about 53. Oh, no, no. no you, you jumping the gun a little bit. But <laughs> want to tell people what we got coming up this episode. We will talk a little bit about the headlines. We will have the wifey side piece of Crazy X segment. We will have He Got Game from Kalina. And a new segment. I don't think we've run this segment yet. A hero or zero. And we'll have that coming up. And we'll break that down for you. And then we'll have the Lamont Award. And what was Lamont? You big dummy. He was a big dummy. And we're going to do it Academy Awards style. Sort of celebrating the Academy Awards that's happening this weekend. Uh, we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to nominate some folks and then give the award to somebody for the Lamont Award, the big dummy of the week. All that and before I let go. And with that, we want to get into some headlines. Well, Kev, a lot going on in the NBA. First and foremost, the marquee matchup this week is uh, the Boston Celtics traveling to Houston. Houston trying to avenge a loss in which uh, they had a 26-point lead. But James Harden had a meltdown with two offensive fouls late in that game. Uh, but this is a potential NBA Finals matchup. Are you excited about the matchup? Because I know you give the Houston Rockets hell on the local show. But as a as a NBA basketball guy, are you excited about this matchup? I'm, I'm very excited about this matchup because this gives Houston another shot at Boston to make amends with that meltdown that they had. And then, you know, I, I love me some Kyrie Irving, uh, especially when he stepped out on the limb and – and left Cleveland to go out on his own, and he caught a lot of grief because everybody, hey, he he's robbing. He can't carry a team. He he's not this. He's not that. And he has Boston, you know, right at the top in the East. Well, you and I both picked Boston to go to the NBA championship in the Eastern Conference. A lot has transpired since I made the initial pick, and since both of us had made the initial pick, Cleveland has totally remade their team. We discount Toronto and Washington, which are two really formidable teams in the Eastern Conference, and you have to believe well, there are other teams that can make for some difficult matchups in the first round. But I pick Boston. You pick Boston. Hayward goes down. You still roll with them. I am lot, I was a lot less confident that they could do so. But we both think that they have a legitimate shot to go to the NBA Finals. I think the Rockets have a legitimate shot. You're less confident. Why don't you believe in the Houston Rockets? I mean, I, besides the fact that it's personal for you. but yeah, It's not personal. What, what I'm, I'm looking at is, like I shared on, on the Houston show, is that this Mike D'Antoni system that he has, it's great a great setup for the regular season. But when you get into the, the postseason where teams have an opportunity to gear up for you and watch film and make adjustments, I don't think he, he makes adjustments very well. And his teams never make it out of the second round. So I always look at the body of work as opposed to uh, just one one year during a regular season. Mike, I'm not sold on Mike D'Antoni. Well, like I said, I think it's time to take them serious. They have the best record in the NBA, 
And when Chris Paul and Clint Capella and and James Harden all play, they don't lose. And it's been hard to beat them. Now, again, once you get in the playoffs, things get a lot more real. I am not confident, not very confident they could be Golden State, but I'm increasingly confident that it's going to be a phenomenal series and the Rockets do have at least a chance. I think this is a fun primetime national audience game for everybody to sort of see where we are and see a, a really a good show. Last time out, the Rockets demolished, what was it, Cleveland, Cleveland. in primetime. So, again, it, it should be a good matchup. What else have you seen around the NBA this week? Of course, uh, I've, I've noticed that Anthony Davis is getting off. Devin Booker, four straight games with 30-plus points. So you're seeing some some fun things. What fun things are you seeing around the NBA that caught your eye this week? Well, what's catching my eye is how well the Washington Wizards are playing without John Wall. Yes, uh, Bradley that's Bill. a big deal. Yeah, Bradley Bill has really stepped up. And now the rest of the teams, and I think Morton Gartat uh, sent out the tweet in reference to it, may not have it exactly right of how the team is sharing the basketball and things of that nature. And, and John Wall well. was not happy about that. He yeah. was not happy about that at all. And that's why a lot of times I, you know, you and I talk, and I don't like it where they say that this is a guy's team because I think it's a, a, a five-man sport when you're on the court at the same time, share the basketball. But, oh, he has to score 20 in order for them to win, and you don't. And you see with John Wall out, Bradley Beal stepped up a little bit, a little bit more. But you have Marquise Morris. Uh, you have Kelly Oubre. You have the point guard that I, I wasn't really familiar with until John Wall went out. I think he's from Spain or whatever. He's been playing really well. So when you when you have that guy out and it's always next man up, but in that case, everybody stepped up. So I'm so kind of impressed. So what's going to happen when John Wall comes back? Because he – he hadn't, you know, he hadn't been the best teammate. According, right. I mean, he hadn't had great relationships with his teammates. What happens when he comes back? I mean, do they go back to much more of the same, or can Wall alter his game a little bit and be more of a of a sharer and less of a focal point? Can he change? Can can a marquee guy like that change his spots? I don't think a, a guy like John Wall can change his spots. I'm not saying that he's a bad basketball player, but John Wall is who he is. What I'm looking at right now is Washington is probably saying, okay, how far can we go with this? So they're really looking at and they're dissecting this thing right now to see what it looks like because if you look at it, John Wall might be on the market after this season. Well, something's going to have to give. If if they struggle when he comes back, you have to believe it. Turning to college basketball a little bit. What are you seeing on college basketball? Sean Miller was adamant that he, I mean, he was, the report came out that he was investigated by the FBI and he's on tape talking to an agent about money and that the money goes through him. He vehemently denied that and he's fighting for his career, received a standing ovation in Arizona. Are we on the, the, the sort of brink of the apocalypse of where college basketball is going to blow up? Or is this something that – because, again, all the schools that were implicated, North Carolina, Duke – was it Duke? Duke was one of them. Kansas was one of them. Arizona. If this really – this FBI investigation really uh, is all that they say it's going to be, this could ruin college basketball for many, many years or at least – alter the way we look at college basketball. What's your take on what's going on on the court and off the court in college basketball? I don't think it's going to ruin it, but it will alter some things. I think some guys will be, if this is the case, will be a little bit, it'll be a little bit different of how they'll handle things, who they'll let 
around their program, things like that. If this thing really blows up from sources, from things that I've read is that um, with this Andy Miller deal, with what they found via Andy Miller could really damage college basketball, which a lot of people say that things have been going on for quite some time. But with this now, it's just like a wait and see until the FBI completes their investigation or brings out some more things uh, of what we'll know because Sean Miller did miss one ball game of coaching, but Andre Guyton got to continue playing. So we really don't know exactly Middle what's back, there. Though, for the rest of the year. Yeah. So once, once – you know, this comes out, and I think it'll come out after the tournament is over and things like that because it's too close right now. But they wanted to bring it out to shed some light and put spotlight on some guys that may have been doing some illegal things. Well, I don't, say, think, it's okay. a, I don't think either one of us finds it as a big surprise that there's corruption. Now, I just talked that the one and done will be done. Do you like the one and done? I mean, because I don't think many people even like it. It's not a really good solution because essentially all you have to do is go to class for one semester, and then that second semester you don't have to go to class at all. At all. And, and I, you know, it's not good for the NBA. It's not good for college basketball. I would like to see him revert to a, a baseball-style rule. If you want to come out of high school, come out of high school. If not, you committed to college for two years. Yeah, not a bad rule like that. I I, I think that would be great as well. Uh, at least you get the guys I, on your campus for two years. I think it's good for guys to be exposed to college for various reasons. And I think that if the agents have to court these guys for two years as opposed to six months, then you have a little bit slightly well, not, less, a ch- less chance for corruption. But you're not courting them for six months. See, when, when the guy gets hot, they just don't jump on them then. So a lot of this no, I'm is, saying they, they, I mean, what's happening is these one and dones. They they're on them right away because they don't. They're well, not no, worried about. No, no, no. They're on them prior to that. Probably. Well, I know that too. So you, we think they just okay. He's one done. Oh, the agent just comes involved, and this is the thing that this corruption thing is about because it trickles down to to the AU when you look at the Louisville scandal with this guy being involved. He's in high school, so it's not six months. They're, they're, what they're doing is courting these guys much earlier from, like, say, from the sources, and, like, the guy from Louisville didn't get a chance to play at all this year. So right. he's being courted in high school as opposed to here. So he, he they got a couple of years invested. Something is going to have to be done because, again, it just – what happens is the public's relationship with college basketball is eroded, and people, they don't like that cloud over stuff like that. And they have to come up with some sort of solution, and I'm sure uh, they will. On the court, number one, Virginia down by four points with .9 seconds remaining. They come back and beat Louisville. What a fantastic finish with Virginia likely the number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Can they go all the way? Because, again, a tremendous defensive team. But can they score enough points to, well, go, to go to the Final Four? They're a really disciplined team. Don't make many mistakes. And, like say, the defense is really awesome. But I think Parrott is here college basketball right now. And I think this thing is wide open for the picking. And so, you know, no favor for you yet? I mean, we Not have time. Yeah. We have conference tournaments. That, and we'll talk a little bit more about college basketball a little bit later on in the show. I want to pivot here and send our thoughts and prayers out to a couple people. Rick Ross, we'll find out about him. I don't know all the particulars, but he had some sort of event and was pretty serious, but I think he'll be okay. And also Jim Kelly's oral cancer return, and he'll have reconstructive surgery on his jaw. I was at the Pro Football Hall of Fame in the gold jacket ceremony where the new inductees, get their jackets for the first time. And that happens the night before 
the ceremony on Saturday. I was there the year Strahan went in. And Kelly was, was in the middle of his fight or just finishing his fight uh, with cancer. And that place erupted when Jim Kelly came in. He had so much love. Uh, of course, down in these parts, we love and hate Jim Kelly at the same time. We love him because he played for our beloved Houston Gamblers of the USFL, which Donald Trump ran into the ground and ruined. <laughs> but then, of course, being a Buffalo Bill and what uh, the battles that the Houston Oilers had with those teams uh, made him a, uh, a worthy adversary, but an adversary nonetheless. But I thought some prayers are with Jim Kelly. Uh, to get well in his battle with oral cancer. I know some of the worst, and I know from experience from my family, the worst news you can get, the worst news you can get is the cancer is coming back. Now, again, now it's bad enough to hear that the cancer is here, but you go through that. And my mom, and, and I've mentioned this, my mom is battling cancer for the third time. And I just remember, as heartbreaking as it was to hear it the first time, she had gone two years no, almost no longer than that before it came back. And it was it was heartbreaking with that it came back. And to hear it again, and we heard this right after Thanksgiving, that it, it was it was truly a devastating thing. So when to hear that cancer comes back is really, really bad news. You go through this this terror it takes a tremendous toll on you physically and you know, you examining your own mortality and of course for the family, you're not. It's not the per, just the person. It's the whole family involved in this thing, and uh, it's been tough. It's been really, really tough for us personally, and so I think that's why that the uh, Jim Kelly's sort of recurrence is resonating a little bit more with me personally. Uh, also, Jerry Jones in the NFL. We won't go too deep into that, but they uh, Roger Goodell versus Jerry Jones. Uh, Jerry Jones, as much as he's done to make money for all these owners. They are not – it's trouble in the country club because those guys are not getting along. And the NFL has fined Jerry Jones $2 million for, to recoup legal fees in relation to Jerry Jones threatening to break up uh, the re-signing of Roger Goodell, the extension of him on his contract as commissioner, and the Ezekiel Elliott deal as well. And we'll get to more of that, but I just think it's interesting that these – multi-millionaires and billionaires in some cases are all battling one another. And, you know, it's just interesting to see that these guys can be as petty as uh, anybody else. And we're talking about millions and millions of dollars here. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about that. And I guess they may be a little bit tired of Jerry right now. They got to kind of put him in his place because sometimes you think you have a little bit more power than you have. And you think that, hey, you know, I'm this big owner here and I, I'm going to run this commission out. And but I think he happen. was right. I do think that, uh, you know, and, but uh, again, it's hard for for me personally. I, I cannot stand the way Roger Goodell has behaved. I don't like how he handles the NFL. He's an employee of the owners. And as long as he's making them money, he can get paid forty million dollars a year to be the bad guy. Yeah, I think I think he's overpaid. Well, I don't know. Give you forty million, you gonna? I don't know. Give me forty million, I'm gonna be the bad guy. Yeah, I, you know, I've uh, the illusion of that kind of money. I can't even comprehend anymore. But yeah, I don't know. You could be for us had forty million dollars. Yeah, I can. Some people do it for free. There are degrees of being. He's a Hall of Fame. I don't know what I could be a Hall of Fame. I think that I would navigate 
four million dollars, I can levy down those penalties yeah, and those well, suspensions. Well, yeah, maybe I could too. I guess I don't, I don't know. I, I I would hate. Well, I don't know that I would hate to be put in that situation. But those are the kind of hypotheticals. I can think of much more interesting hypotheticals than being uh, getting forty million dollars a year to be a jerk. You know what I mean? So uh, with that, want to go to a segment that we call wifey. wifey. Side piece or crazy ex. This is where I give you three things. You tell me which one are you most committed to. Who are you going to wife up? Who's going to be your side piece? And who's the crazy ex that you stay away from at all costs? Now, it looks like the Minnesota Vikings, who went to the NFC Championship game, will part ways with all three of their quarterbacks on the roster, Sam Bradford, Teddy Bridgewater, and Case Keenum. Now, if you had to to wife up one of those three, who would be the guy that you would go with out of those three as your wifey? Who's the side piece and who's your crazy ex? You got to you got to wife Case Keenum. I agree with you. You have I, to I, you have to wife him. You, you, I mean, he's proven he yeah. made the throws. He you, he shows that when you coach well and utilized in a way that that maximizes your strengths. I think, you know, that you can have success in this league. He's a gutsy, gutsy guy, and he's been through all sorts of adversity. And, of course, he's a U of H guy, so go Cougs. I, I always appreciate that. But he got it done. He yeah. got him to – in the NFC Championship game, I don't think it's anything they could have done because they couldn't have stopped that offense. But he threw a couple – had a couple turnovers early on in that game. And it, they never were in that game. But, but still, I'd, I'd wife him and, and move on from there. And then second, who would you, who would be your side piece? Would it be Sam Bradford or Teddy Bridgewater? That's a tougher question for yeah, me. Yeah, that's a little bit tougher. Um, I'd have to go with Bradford as the side piece. And the crazy ex would be Teddy Bridgewater because I – I mean, because it's tough, but I say Bridgewater because I don't think he really had that opportunity because he was there and doing some good things, but the injury has caused him to miss two two seasons. For, so for maybe, the most part, yeah. For the most part. So yeah. uh, I, I I would probably be a little bit upset about that, you know, as right. far as that part. I, I, I agree with you. I, I think I would wife Case Keenum. Sam Bradford would be my side piece. I still believe that he could be a really good quarterback in this league. Bridgewater, again, you missed the better part of two seasons. He did get some action this last season, but in like garbage time. But right. uh, you know, it's it's a tough, tough situation for that young man. I hope he gets a chance. But in this scenario, he's the crazy ex. Now, which team will make it to the NBA Finals? Houston, Golden State. Or Boston, who are you wifing up in this scenario? Who are, who's your sure shot? Who are you committed to? Golden State. I'm committed to the Warriors. All right. Now here's the interesting one. It's who, not interesting. Who's your, who's your side not piece? Interesting. Boston Celtics. Why? You have to elaborate on these answers. <laughs> okay. All right. Golden State. My the, the, you you wifey them because they've been there before. Won two out of the last three on track again to do it again. Added, I can pretty much say I would consider probably the best player uh, in Kevin Durant, and and then you have that marksman in Steph Curry. You also have another marksman on the other side with Clay Thompson, and then you have that Looney Bird, Draymond <laughs> Green. So you you have those four right there. And then, like you say, you come off the bench, you have David West, Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, and then you throw the little young kid, the guard, I think that's McCall. You throw him in and get you some times, and then you can switch up pieces with JaVale McGee, and then you have the 
WWE guy and Zaza Pachula. <laughs> so you got a little bit of everything over there. And so, so and why is Boston your side piece and not the Houston Rockets? Boston is my side piece because of Kyrie Irving. That guy. And over been, Harden? Over Harden? No, but this guy is, is amazing. To step out and say, hey, I don't want to play here anymore with LeBron. I, I don't want to do this, and like I share with people, if you look at Kyrie Irving, he's won on. Uh, he's been in three finals. He's won one of them, and you you can't be first, second, or third team all defensive play. I mean, first or second, first, second, or third team all NBA. And I've been to three finals in a row, so I'm not able to to get my full value playing in the shadow of LeBron when I'm really not a shadow player. So right. now with but Gordon that has nothing but no, to no, do with I'm getting them at it. reaching the finals. It, no, no, I'm, I'm going to share with you why. To be able to lead a team and you lose Gordon Haywood and you get a second-year guy in with Jalen Brown and then you have the rookie Jason Tatum. Right. Now you have some role players in there with Al Horford that I call a role player, Marcus Smart, the Rozier guy. I mean, you have these guys and you can go in there and lead. You really don't have that other stud to go with you and you're in position like this. That's why I pick him because if you can lead like that, and I don't always think you have to score 30 points to do it, just your presence, sharing the basketball the way that they do, and then they go play defense. And even Kyrie is playing defense right now. That's why I picked them. Now Houston is the crazy X. When I look at Houston, they're a little bit easier to defend in the playoffs because to me it's one-on-one basketball. You get a ball to hard set a pick and let me do what I need to do. But in the playoffs, I'm going to have two or three days to work on how to stop this, and now we're going to let other players beat us who are not used to doing these things. Harden is used to getting everybody involved, but when I shift gears and make Clint Capella have to post up and beat me or Trevor Reza, you have to put it on the deck to beat me. Now this is the the, the thing that I have with Houston that I'm just not sold on. Well, That's why, and, and I will, I will go with, I would wife up Golden State because I still think that to be the champs, you got, you have to beat the champs, and and I think that no one has proven yet that they can do so. The Rockets are in a virtual tie with them for the best record in the NBA as this podcast goes on, um, but it boils down to this. So I'm wifing Golden State because I believe in them the most, but the the side piece is very important because again, the, it comes down to either my, my belief. Can the, who has a better chance to win in the conference finals? Does Houston have a better chance to beat Golden State, or does Boston have a better chance to beat Cleveland? And I think Cleveland, I'm not, not believing in I'm Cleveland. I'm not sold on Cleveland because right. you have Toronto over there now, and I didn't. Well, you don't think Cleveland, I, you think Cleveland may not even get to the, the, the Eastern Conference Finals? It, it depends on that seeding because when they made that trade, I stated they got better because they got younger and they got faster. They could fly around a little bit more. And when the first couple games, you know, and it, it kind of irks me with guys, you know, Jordan Clarkson and all these guys. He make a three and he's running down the court holding his well, arm. Well, supposed but, to be excited. No, no, but they're excited. But I don't do that all off of the bench, LeBron, and all of them are doing it. I think he's a sore loser because now they're back down to earth now. Don't have that mojo. Well, you got so time. So now – no, time is running out. Well, you got you still. So now you don't hear that. Well, there could be some concern with him because now he's well, quiet. Well, let me let me let me get back to to, to my my matchup scenario because I do think Cleveland will make it to at least to the Eastern Conference Final. Do I think Boston has a better chance 
I think Boston has a better chance to beat Cleveland than Houston has of beating the Rockets. Now, that could change because, again, you know, we'll see. It'll be a great matchup tonight. It'll be interesting to see how this thing plays out tonight because it is a marquee matchup, and I do think those guys still get a little bit higher. This is the big game in the country tonight. So I I am excited about that from that standpoint. But this could change. But my side piece would be Boston because you do have to get past an unproven Cleveland team other than – LeBron James and Kevin Hart, and and, and then you got the J.R. Smith factor. But Kevin Love will be back soon, but I still think Boston has a better chance. That's why they will be my side piece, and my crazy ex will be uh, the Houston Rockets. So we got the same thing. We got the same thing, but we got there in different ways. (laughs) We got there in slightly different ways, but we got to the same same destination, different directions. Finally, in wifey's side piece of crazy ex, NFL rules. Which one do you like the most? Who are you wifing of all the proposals of rule changes in the NFL? Uh, the sort of revision and redefinition of the clarity provided for the, the catch rule, uh, the pass interference being maxed out at just 15 yards and not a spot foul, or I'm throwing this one in, uh, a revised overtime rule. Which one would you like to see the most? Which Say one it are again. You? Say it again. Okay, the the catch rule, which we know right. was a problem from Dez Bryant to Jesse James, gotcha. uh, and well, versus the Patriots in the regular season, and, and even why you always throw the Patriots in there? Well, because you know, you know, you know what it was. You know what it was. You we know that that was that catch. You know that Jesse James made that catch. Now it was a touchdown, and that could have changed the complexion of the entire situation for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But again, I digress. So which which one of these rules? The pass interference rule is normally a spot foul. So if you're 50 yards down the field and you commit a pass interference, that's a 50 yard penalty. If it's 35 yards, it's the 35 yard penalty. They're thinking about going to the college rule where no matter how far down the field it is, it's only a 15-yard penalty. And then finally, the, with the overtime rule, if a team of, scores a field goal, then the other team gets a possession. But if the first team gets a touchdown, the second team never gets an offensive possession. I would like to see that change a whole lot, but I want to get your take. And, and that, they're not even discussing the overtime rule. I just sort of threw it in because that's what I want to talk about. But <laughs> which one are you committed to? Which one would you like to see the most? Which which one are you wifing up? I'm, out, out of those, I'll be wifing up the overtime rule myself. Well, well, how would you like to see the change I, I, in overtime? i like to see the change go back to the old days. Sudden death. Uh, yeah, the sudden death. But no, I want you play another fifteen minutes. That that's what I'd like to see. I like. Hey, fifteen minutes, and now strategy comes involved. If you score, you got to keep playing. You got to slow these guys down, as opposed to you know the way they have it set up. Now, really, I really don't care for that. So well, mine the, will be the overtime. My, and well, and, and and the only proposed change that I would like to see with overtime is that no matter what, both teams get possession of the ball. And, but they're trying to shorten these things instead of uh, lengthening these things. So, but you but think it, but, about it like with overtime, you don't have it too often. Right. So I, I rather, hey, let's play this thing out. Well, I wouldn't play a whole fifteen, but I would make sure both teams had an offensive possession. The um, go ahead. What's your side piece rule? The pa- side piece. Go ahead. The, the the catch rule or the pass interference? Pass interference would be mine. I I, I still like if you, you like pass it to be a spot interference, foul? leave it right there, a spot foul because. I may do that on purpose because I know I got you're gonna go fifty, you know, fifty yeah, yards. Yeah, I, I, I think again. You know? I think that if if I'm gonna give up a touchdown 
and I know that I can commit this foul, and yeah. only, it's only going to cost me 15 yards, I'll commit pass interference all, all day. day long. Yeah, I, I do that. The crazy X will be the, the catch rule. The catch rule, right. right. Well, see, I'm, I'm the other way around. I have to wife the catch rule. They have to get that right because it's getting to a point where it's so confusing and we're looking and dissecting all of these slow motion receptions to say, did it? Did the ball move? Did it not move? I think they need to get to a point. I don't know how they'll word this, but I think they need to clarify it and make it clear or make it just a judgment call because this is not working. This, you know, surviving the ground thing, I don't know how they're going to fix this. They need, first and foremost, to fix that because you can't have – those kind of plays be scrutinized as much as they are. It goes against common sense to to look at a situation of the Des Bryant rule or the Des Bryant catch a couple years ago against Green Bay or the Jesse James reception in the end zone. It, it, common sense says that, those were catches, okay? By the letter of the law and the rule, they weren't catches, except I, I will go on record and say that Jesse James had made not one but two football moves before he actually hit the ground so that would nullify surviving the ground. But I think you have to get the catch rule done first. Secondly, my side piece will be the pass interference still. Because like you said, I will commit PIs all day all long day. if all it's going to cost me 15 yards. Right. And then finally, they haven't talked about it, but I do want them to address someday uh, the overtime rule. Because I think it's unfair. Say if you're in a shootout with a team and you can't stop them offensively, but they can't stop you, you know, hey, both teams are at least assured of a offensive possession in overtime. So with that, I want to go to Kalina, and Kalina is going to hit us with a he got game. He got game. Thanks, Devin. This week in He Got Game, we have Daryl Bubba Wallace Jr. Daryl Bubba Wallace Jr. is a 24-year-old pro stock car racer competing full-time in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. The Mobile, Alabama native drives the number 43 Chevy Camaro ZL1 for Richard Petty Motorsports. Previously, Bubba Wallace was signed as a developmental driver for Joe Gibbs Racing, competing in the Camping World Series. He's already earned numerous accolades, including the 2010 K&N Pro Series Rookie of the Year and the 2008 UARA Stars Rookie of the Year. Besides those stellar accomplishments, what makes Wallace so special? He is the number one African-American to race in the NASCAR series since 2006 when Bill Lester competed. In NASCAR's equivalent to the Super Bowl, Wallace surpassed NASCAR Hall of Fame racer Wendell Scott for the highest finish ever by an African-American at the Daytona 500. Wallace's second place finish was also the highest ever finish by a rookie at Daytona. He's doing his thing and he got game. Thanks so much for that, Kalina. That will wrap up the first half of episode 49 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Coming up, we're going to hear from our sponsor, CoBank Homes, my man Kofi Bankers. And if you are interested in buying, renting, or selling a home in the greater Houston area or, or not, reach out to him. Tell him, hey, Sports Talk with Devin Wade sent you. He'll answer any questions that you have. If, you, if you're thinking about selling, if you just have any kind of generic questions about areas of town, feel free to call CoBank Homes and my man Kofi Bankers. You'll hear more about him. And again, I want to remind you guys, if you are up-and-coming artist and you want your music heard during the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, 
please reach out to me on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade fan page or group page on Facebook or tweet me at Wade's Word. And not only will you hear a snippet of your music uh, during the halfway point, at the very end of the show, we'll play the entire song and give you exposure to the thousands and thousands of listeners who check out the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast each and every episode. Much more to come on episode 49 of Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. Weekend Academy Awards. I had a chance to see Black Panther, by the way. Have you? I haven't seen it. What's the last movie you went to? King Kong at the drive in theater? <laughs> no, it was. When the last time you been in the movies, man? Man, I'm not a movie guy. <laughs> I mean, I know that. I'm not a movie guy. So, so what's the last movie you went to go man, see? Man, I, I can't remember. It's been that long. It's been a long time. Man, you it's owe been it a few to years. Yourself. You owe it to yourself to see the Black Panther. Now, this won't come up in the Academy Awards. I did. Because it came out this year, next year's Academy Award. Watch, watch. It's gonna. I think it'll be in the running I'm to win a ca- bunch of awards. I'm gonna catch it on the on the homeboy. No, deal. no, no, no. You have to go to the movie. Why? No, I'm, but see the problem that I have in the movies. I can't go at night. Why? Because if I go at night, it's cold, and then I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. I can't go well, at night. Why don't you got, go one Saturday when you leave the show? I got well, matter of fact, I'll go with you to see Black Panther. Going on the movie with you? Wait, it 
ain't we it ain't we it ain't a date. We just yeah, going. I'm not going. We, I'm not going. No, no well, more I mean, with you. Man, you Devin and Kerry went to the man. I'm not going. Oh, well, I mean, what, you just we, you, you already went we, right. We, we, I'm 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 I am so actually I'm, going to see it again. So what I go and I don't do we, that. I and don't then we can. Catch up and we can talk we, about Kalina it. Kalina could go with us. Eddie Robinson, it could be a sports talk with Devin. Look, well, we, that might work. But well, hold on, we can have a sports talk with Devin Wade day at the movies. Well, that might so, work. And we need to we need to get you back in the movies, man. Nah, now, I, I, don't, I never was a movie guy. But I, I well, I used to be, but um, I don't go as often because again, people with the cell phones and they're loud, depending on what you go see, and people moving up. You know, I don't I don't do a lot of movies, but I do think. The Black Panther is worth seeing, and there are levels to that movie, by the way. And I don't want to get too deep into it. Yeah, that don't the movie, the, man. I won't. But there are a lot of things that you really that pose really interesting questions about globalism versus tribalism. Given our current political climate, I think that's a really, really good movie. Really good movie. And I'm I, I'm not 15 years old, so I'm not into a lot of these comic book movies and the Avengers and the Batman's. Look, uh, Adam West is is, is, Y'all like Batman? is Robin and uh, who? What was the guy that just died? The Batman, the first Batman. That's my Adam Batman. West, what Ad, a, no, Adam West was, was Adam West. Something I thought like he was. That. I, I thought know. he was Robin. I don't. Yeah, Adam West was Batman. Yeah. Who was Robin? I forget. Anyway, that's remember. my Batman. And then the, yeah, see, I'm used to that. I'm not used to this the other well, stuff yeah. they got. But going yeah, on. you need to go see Black Panther. I mean, and I'm sure that you, that's a. That if you make a phone call and say, "Hey, you want to go see Black Panther?" I'm sure whoever's on the other end will be glad to go. I might, I might see if Kalina wants to take me because Kalina take she treated last she'll time. Treat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna see if Kalina will take me. She, she might. She, she hey, might. She, and it she, take you to dinner too. Well, you can go for it. You know, like I said, well, I went to like a studio movie grill where you can order sliders and beer and everything else at the movies. That's that enhances the movie experience by far, but definitely I recommend that. So with that in mind, later on we're going to do a Lamont Award and we're going to have nominees. But right now I want to do a segment that we call Hero, I need a hero. or Zero. Drop that zero. I'm going to give you two people or a person and you tell me if it's a hero or a zero. I want to start off with, have you seen the video of the rapper Bow Wow? Beating Lonzo Ball in a, a shooting I contest. I just saw something on that yesterday. So, so Lonzo Ball loses, never lost, How do but you he lose? lost the Bow Wow. So how do you lose the Bow Wow? A shooting contest. And you're a pro. And you're a pro. So let me ask you this. Let me frame it this way. Is Bow Wow a hero for beating him, or is Lonzo Ball a zero for losing? Lonzo's a zero. Drop that zero. For losing. How are you going to lose the Bow Wow in your pro? You spend all your time in the gym, and Bow Wow spends his time in the studio. Right. And but, you lose? Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to be like Mike, and he, he, I guess that was good enough to beat Lonzo. I agree with you. I think in this scenario, Lonzo Ball is a zero for losing. He's a negative. Now, this one I, is a little bit less controversial. But there's been some backlash on the James Harden move against Wesley Johnson, where he just totally embarrassed him, sat there, had a cup of tea, had a light lunch, and then shot a three-pointer after he broke the ankles of Wesley Johnson. Now, is James Harden a hero for being able to make that kind of move or a zero for disrespecting his opponent? Well, I don't think that's disrespect. Because if if you look at that play, Wesley was sitting down laughing. Because he knew he was got. 
So it's it, was, o- it was okay for Harden. It to was show. okay. Oh yeah. So he had to. So in this scenario, James Harden is a. a yeah. No, 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 no. Hard. You have to say the word. In this no, scenario, no. James Harden is a. Yeah, he, he right. No, 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 no. no. You no. have to say the word. James Harden is a. Hero. <laughs> no, it's the segment is called Hero Zero. <laughs> you trying to do a Raj of what's happening. <laughs> no, but the thing about that, but he had to do it, man. Once he saw him fall, you had to get him and get the shoulders right because you had to make sure you made the shot. So in this scenario, James Harden is a... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> He's a hero. So in this scenario, I agree with you. James Harden is a hero, right? We agree? The James Harden is, and now they can't hear a noise. They cannot hear a noise. Yeah, he, I, yeah, I agree with you. Boy, he has an axe to grind. I, and I know what it's about. I won't go into it on the, even on the podcast, I won't go into I agree a, with yeah, you. But I know what your axe is against Harden. I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, finally, this, this is deeply personal with Kevin. This, oh, this is about some Houston Street stuff. That's what this is about. But anyway, finally in Hero a Zero, the Big Ten move their conference tournament to New York, to Madison Square Garden, which is a good thing. That's a good move. But they did it a week early, so now they're playing with all of these smaller conferences, the Colonial League and all that. They're having their conference finals this week just so they can have it in Washington as opposed to playing in a more traditional Big Ten site. Is the Big Ten uh, for moving their conference tournament to New York, are they heroes or zeros? I, I say hero. Uh, they're trying to get more exposure on that deal because remember the Big East had it, and, and the Big East still has the the prime time. Yeah, that next week when all of the conference tournaments are going on, the Big East will be in Madison Square Garden doing their thing. But when the Big East was the Big East in Madison Square Garden, it was huge. It was off the it was off the chain. But now it's a little bit different with the type of Big East you have. You know, I'm rem- I remember the Big East with Georgetown and Patrick Ewan, St. John's with Chris Mullen and and Mark Jackson and Villanova with Ed Pinkney. So when you went into Madison Square Garden with that, you brought some. Ryan some exactly. Oh the, yeah, man, Syracuse and Pearl Washington. General. Yeah, man, it was it was off the chain. So trying to get that mojo back in that in that venue, I think that's a hero. I think that's a zero move for the Big Ten. Drop that zero. Because the Big Ten is the Big Ten. And so you have huge schools in the Midwest. You can go to Indianapolis or Detroit or, or somewhere else and have that tournament. But you're not and getting, to have your tournament a week early, but you're like not we're getting, not even in the March Madness but yet. So, but it's a lot of schools right now, a lot of conferences are having their tournament Small this Small conferences because yeah. the big boys play next week. But the thing about this is it's not for the 100-yard the dash. This is the marathon that they're trying to do. So if they can get their feet in the door and get that crowd in there, but Matt MSG may start moving some of those other conferences. I, I think this is a zero move for the Big Ten, and and again, this probably won't happen again. So uh, we'll we'll have to see uh, with how that goes. Now what type of crowd are they receiving? I don't I don't didn't look like. I mean, they started in February. They start on twenty eighth, so they didn't have. I don't think they had great crowds. But we'll see moving forward what the crowds look yeah. like. It seems like in New York. There are enough alumni the from those schools yeah, the to, to sell out, but it's still not a good move. 
Because even if you if you go out in the early rounds, you're gonna have a couple weeks before you play again. Oh yeah, and, and yeah, it's just not. And then you don't have any buzz next week when we talk about the Big Twelve and the Pac Ten and you know the or the Pac Twelve and the, and the SEC and the Big Twelve when they're having all their conference tournaments. You know, you know, you won't be talking about the Big Ten next week. So yeah, and that will do it for that segment. Want to go to the Lamont Award? I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks with no lifeboats. And no life preserver. And a school of piranhas surrounding you. This is only the third time we've done this, and people have really gravitated towards the Lamont Award because Lamont was what? You big dummy. He was a big dummy. And uh, if you don't know who Lamont is, man, you are really not going to get some of the references you, it, this who does know who Lamont was? But see, we're going to do this like a, a, an Academy Award style. And since you don't go to the movies, it will be like if you're going to do Best Actor, you know, you, you, you pick whoever the actors are in the movies. It will be the equivalent for you if you know, we said, okay, who was the best actor? Angela Lansbury off of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> Andy <laughs> Griffith. Uh, but, Andy. <laughs> but those are the shows that you would understand yeah. since you don't go to the movies. See, we have to skew old for Kev because Kev, Kev is more likely to know more about um, Madlock and Murder, She Wrote than he will great, great about the shows. movies. Great shows. <laughs> And what was the one with diagnosis murder? Now that one, <laughs> I don't Andy, know about. That was a Dick Van Dyke. Man, see, man you was, watched all but those. But look shows. at that, dude. Those was a great shows, man. You <laughs> Lauren Green and man, Bonanza. You can't, you can't get that back, man. So what we're gonna do is, we have multiple dummies this week. But who's gonna be the big dummy? I'm gonna give you some nominees, and then I'm gonna get, let you give. The, your Big Dummy Award you for the week. Big Dummy. Who, who will get the Lamont Award, okay? The first nominee is the Texas A&M Booster that presented uh, head coach Jimbo Fisher with a mythical national championship trophy without the year being plugged in. 2,000 blank. Now, he did this at some sort of luncheon or whatever those boosters do. One of the, the uh, Texas A&M supporters pre- actually presented, had this trophy made up. A mythical national championship trophy. So that's one nominee. And the other nominee is J.R. Smith for allegedly throwing soup at assistant coach Damon Jones. I don't know what that was about. I'm wait, awaiting details on what really went on. But he's a nominee. The third nominee, Steph Curry, destroys a coffee table in his room practicing golf swings. And, he, I mean, he totally decimated this room with this with this golf swing practicing while on the road. And the final nominee is assistant coach at Texas A&M, two for Texas A&M, Tim Brewer, for using Jalen Ramsey uh, on social media, an image of Jalen Ramsey on social media uh, to recruit DBs to go to Texas A&M. Problem with that is Jalen Ramsey went to Florida State. And while Coach Ramsey and Jimbo Fisher were his coaches at Florida State, he said, hey, man, Jimbo Fisher didn't teach me anything about how to be a DB, and I don't appreciate you using my image to recruit kids to a school that I didn't even go to. So those are your nominees for the Lamont Award, and I'm going to open up the envelope, and you tell me who gets the Lamont Award for for you. I'm opening the envelope. For me, I'm. can I change my? Right. And the Lamont Award goes to... I'm going to switch from what I thought maybe earlier. I'm going with Damon Jones. 
No, not Jameis Jones. He was the victim. I mean, I mean J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. I'm going with J.R. Smith. You are blaming the victim in this situation. Why does J.R. Smith get the Lamont Award this week? Those two guys know each other. And know each other well, right? Know each other real well. They're both. You know, I guess lived here for a while. I guess Damon still is here. Damon's from Galveston and J.R. Smith is here as well. But it's got to be something that they, it's they personal. have. It, yeah, it's personal in there. And to throw soup. <laughs> we don't know how hot the soup or was. Or what kind of soup. Or what kind of chicken noodle or beef and broccoli. Split pea soup. Yeah. Just like the exorcist. I'm going to give. J.R. J.R. He is a he's a big dummy, man. I'm I'm I gotta give it to him. You big dummy. Okay. okay. And I will give mine to Uh oh, you're opening up your envelope. To Texas AM Booster who presents the mythical national championship trophy uh to Jimbo Fisher. And it was so delusional. Look, you can't even get out of the SEC West. How are you even pretending <laughs> oh, to win a man. national championship? So for me, that unnamed booster is a big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> the 2000 and what year? Oh, he gets from 2018. Oh, his, his is clear. See, because he left a year out, so I'm just making sure. Yeah, you no, I'm plugging a year in. Oh, you plugging yeah, it in. He okay. gets the Lamont Award for this week, uh, for episode 49 in 2018. There so we go. That okay. is foot filled in. With that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, hey, Warno, thank you guys. Uh, if you have ideas about what we can do for episode 50, hit me with those really, really quickly. If you're in the greater Houston area, please let us know. What do you think, Kev? I think that's a great deal. I'm 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 really excited about the deal that you're having on on the show now, where the artists can have their music. And yeah, that I think that's huge to to get it out and, and their music along with with the podcast. I think that's awesome. Who came up with that idea? Well, I actually got bit, it. I actually got it from another podcast. Okay, I was so about to say that's a little bit that's a little bit too bright for you. Yeah, well, yeah, I stole it from another podcast. Well, the, the, I have no problem. Saying how about that. you? You 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 sing a note. <clears throat> Can't sing my song. Can you woo, woo, woo? No, no, no. no. Oh, my no, God. No, you know what? If you what listen you to the got? Friday Express, and I can't do it this morning. It's, okay. it's still early. I, I want to hit that high note that Bobby DeBarge from Switch hits. I, and you know Switch. Yeah. They'll never be. Right. Uh, and, and, but they do a song, I Want to Be Closer. And there's a high note in there that I want to be able to hit. I can hit it. Or I want to hold a note from the deal Sweet November. I can do that one too. So I like the deal. Yeah. Yeah, that was hey, LA uh, LA Babyface, yeah. uh, the whole group, man. All those guys doing work. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, with that, want to thank you guys for sharing. Want to say hello to folks in Maryland. Maryland is really represented. I look at where the locations where people are listening. Maryland, we are killing in Maryland. Thank you for the state of Maryland. We appreciate you. Georgia, we have some folks in Georgia. California always represents North Carolina. Of course, right here at home, Houston and, and Texas, we do, re- I mean, the best So here. you're going to have to pull for the Wizards. Yeah, I may. If enough Maryland people keep listening, I will pull for the Wizards. There you go. Hey, I want to remind you guys, Go. you can go to Facebook for the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group. And, of course, access the podcast. Please leave comments. We will read your comments, your reviews. Uh, Melissa Brewer said a bunch of stuff. That, wow. uh, and on Facebook, they gave us the blues about uh, teaming up on Kalina last week. Yeah, I uh, saw for, that. For her dating. But you don't date a man. I don't know if she's on a date. She said she, she wouldn't She wouldn't either confirm or deny whether or not she was on a date. 
but she did go somewhere with somebody during the Super Bowl, and she deserved to get the blues for that. That was a yeah, horrible decision. Yeah, you gonna go somewhere and not watch the Super Bowl? That is crazy, right? Uh, yeah, so she'll continue to get the blues whenever she's she's here. But we want to thank her for the sports. I want to thank everybody for the first uh, who've been a part of the first 49 episodes. And I want to thank you guys, most importantly. Please continue to share, like, and uh, comment, subscribe, and let people know how you feel about the podcast because that way we can do bigger and better things. Thank you so much. This has been episode 49. And as always, have a great day.